That's everybody's minds exploding before they listen to this podcast. That was good. I like that. Let's go right into it. Division One Rejects back again. We've got two great guests joining us today. First, we'll be joined by University of Northern Iowa defensive back Benny Sapp the third, a recent transfer from Minnesota in the Big Ten. So very excited about that. Roll. After that, we are be joined by Sienna Heights wide receiver Mitch Howell, Big Mitch. who is a teammate of ours from the high school level. Big Mitch. See how he's doing up in uh, Adrian, Michigan. Our second guest. I think two weeks in a row with a guy from the uh, NAIA on. So mm. a little bit of uh, representation. Little shout there. out. Little shout Rep out. The NAIA. Little shout out. Um, we'll get later on in the episode recap of the Rose and Sugar Bowls as we head into the college football national championship. Bama, Ohio Throw State. Throw it to six, baby. Throw it to six. He's down there somewhere. He's down there somewhere. Um, but the final NFL playoff picture to see who got in, who didn't make the cut, who were surprised by. A lot of shakeups, not who's as many in, as out? we would have liked. Who's in, who's out, Drew? That's a simple question. Who's Dolphins. in, who's out? Dolphins are out, that's for A sure. lot of teams that controlled their own destiny and, uh, you know, didn't some, make the cut. Some people took grasp of the opportunity, some people didn't. And a lot of Giants players were very upset on Twitter. Somebody yeah. needs to remind them that oh they goodness. won, like, four yeah. games. Six. So <laughs> Six games. Five, six. Five yeah. or six. six. They were six and ten. And they they like, stunk. We should have been the best. Yeah, they Man. stunk. But after that... What NFL coaches have been fired or are currently on the hot seat? Black Monday, first Monday after the NFL regular season. We got I some, I think, like six like, vacancies in the yeah, NFL right like now. Four years ago, we fired Jim Caldwell on this day or something. Yeah, yeah something like some, a lot of great decisions on this day, you know. Yeah. yeah. But or um, otherwise, sentimental episode. This is Hunter's last episode before he goes back up for school in the morning. Hunter. Stuff. It's been a pleasure, friend. Oh, there we go. Oh, little oh, little oh, reverse oh. there. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Friends. But, yeah. Let's go to the dog pound. Remember that time of the dog? <laughs> See, I'm glad I'm getting out of here. Oh. Man, they don't like me. Jeez. Hunter will still um, be with us when I go back up to school and then these guys are at school. It'll be going to an audio-only podcast. We'll still be having a lot of great episodes with a lot of great guests. These two will be on their fair share, um, but there will be no video parts of the podcast, so that is pretty sad. You don't get to see our pretty faces well, all the time. You can follow me on Twitter at Hunter James. Or you can follow Division One Rejects on Twitter at D1 underscore Rejects. There's a plug where we tweet out all of our episodes. So if you're coming from there, I appreciate you. But as always, chilling in the basement, talking some football. And video is available for viewing on YouTube. Otherwise, find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you better watch those videos because there won't be many soon. Hey, won't there be won't many be many. Soon. Take them in right oh now. What's that? I didn't even think of that. Audio only. Audio only. Coming it's gonna soon. be. It's gonna be a kind of a sad Coming year. Coming soon to New a podcast. Same near rejects. You. New year, same rejects. Yeah. There it is. Woo. There it is. Well, let's get into this first conversation with Benny Sapp from the University of Northern Iowa. Our first guest on today's episode is a defensive back at the University of Northern Iowa and a recent transfer from Minnesota in the Big Ten. An absolute baller and not a great sight for wideouts lining up across from him. It's Benny Sapp the third. What's going on, Benny? How are you? I'm doing good, man. How about you? Fantastic, man. Super excited to have you on, per usual. Was really excited when you reached out. We could uh, actually make this thing happen. How were the holidays for you? Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, I drove back to Minnesota, you know, with some family friends and, you know, kicked it. So it was pretty It was pretty cool. There you go. That's about, I assume, like all you can do right now, really, with a lot of, uh, you know, stuff going on. But we've talked with uh, other defensive backs. Remember CJ from uh, Indiana State, guys? We talked with him about... Defensive backs training in the offseason, not only running and lifting the obvious like physical training, but trying to train your eyes and your mind in the offseason. What can you do as a defensive back to help prepare yourself for playing in some big-time games this spring with, uh, you know, trying to train your eyes and your mind? Uh, first off, you know, like with training your mind and your eyes, like your mind, first off, is the most important thing in any sport or any work that you go into. And as far as for me, 
I envision myself, you know, when I'm working out, I envision myself doing a play or or a call that I can run in my head, you know, and play the whole play out and just keep doing that as, you know, repetition begins. And, and the more you do that, the better your eyes will be. And that's what really helped me to, you know, to get where I'm at right now. So I'll probably say, envis- you know, like visioning, you know, dreaming, like daydreaming, doing your, you yeah. know, the drills that you want to do and envision yourself like, Back when you back pedaling, like imagine someone's in front of you. You know what I'm saying? It's basically, you know, like self competition and self discipline on um, keeping your eyes low and all your techniques right. I got you. That makes mental sense. Reps. Daydreaming, mental man. Reps. Daydreaming. No, mental reps just as important as physical reps. And um, Hunter, I don't think you were there, but in high school we had a uh, like a mental. I forget what the, his title was, but like a mental coach basically for the football team who came in and talked yeah. to us once a week. And yeah, we got oh, some weird reactions from the fellas here. Hunter was not here for this my senior year, but. Um, Coach Grammis, he, he did a really good job with our guys. I think he had a you know a small part to do with our success. But he talked about, I believe the word is manifestation, right? Is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah, exactly. You know, man, if you got to manifest, and first off, you and if you you know want to do something in life, you got to believe in yourself. And before you want anybody else to believe in yourself, it starts with you. And yeah. Once you get that right with yourself, everything else gonna fall in line. You don't have to worry about anything else. And just keep a, a tunnel vision, you know, focus, and everything gonna play out. And that's what really helped me, you know, just manifesting a lot of things. And I honestly believe that, like, manifest, like, manifesting things, like, really, like, it's really true. Like, if you really like put in the hard work, and and you're confident in yourself, I mean, nothing really can go wrong. Yeah, I'm with that. I got you. Um, but like talking about that manifestation, like I know. The guy who I was talking about earlier, who I mentioned, he would come in and he would talk about some studies that were happening about, you know, studying student athletes and studying professional athletes and whether comparing the ones who, you know, before they go to bed, they envision themselves making the big play, the big defensive or offensive play or whatever, and then how that correlated to the field. Now, that's got to be something that is like, I would assume, very hard to measure. Like, how do you go and like track how many thoughts Just people have? Right. Yeah. People like. What are you dreaming? About? <laughs> yeah, like I don't know how you measure that, but when you talk yeah. about, especially at the Division One level, you know you're playing in a great league. Um, obviously, you were in the Big Ten. Even now in the Missouri Valley Conference, we talked with McIlvain mm-hmm. um, last week. But you know, when you're at this level, everybody's running and lifting. You know what I mean? Right. So like, mm-hmm. just doing this puts you that one step ahead. How much does that does that edge mean to you? The, the edge is everything, and like I said before, you know, like believing in yourself and knowing something you know, like that, what makes you stand out than everybody else. And keeping that thing that got you to where you at, work on that and keep working on it. And then you'll eventually stand out again as far as, you know, in the conference with everybody doing the lift, everybody doing the runs and, and everything like that. So I'll probably say, like, what stands people out is they're working on that favorite crab that they like to do that they know they're good at and they keep working on it. They don't just, you know, sit there and fall back on it. Yeah, so they 100%. Again. And that's something you can do year-round, right? You know what I mean? That, that's something right. you can always train, which is super important. But let's right. talk about your move from Minnesota to Northern Iowa. For those watching or listening that don't know, you're not the first one in your family to suit up for the Panthers. Your dad played at UNI before getting picked up by the Chiefs, excuse me, in 2004. Went on to play for the Vikings and the Dolphins as well during his eight-year career. How much of a role did that play in your decision? And what does it mean to you to play there with that in mind? It, it made a, 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 a huge impact you know, on my decision, you know, coming to Northern Iowa because I know I'll be at a place that I trust. And as far as, you know, the recruiting process in college also and in high school, trust is probably one of the main 
the main focus is in everybody's, you know, decision. And I felt like if I go to Northern Iowa, I, I feel like I can get, you know, I, I can gain the people trust and, I, and they can gain my trust as well. Of course. And I feel like I'll get a fair shot and opportunity. And with my dad, you know, playing in NFL and everything, it really helped out, you know, tremendously. And honestly, I want to be in the position that I am right now due to all the little tricks that my dad gave me. So it's awesome. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I know. It's like, you know, I would assume from an outsider's point of view, it's like, oh, your dad's in the NFL. Like, shouldn't you, you know, I'm sure that everyone holds you to a higher standard. Maybe not everyone. But how much, like yeah. you said, he gives you all these little tips and tricks from somebody who has played at that high of a level. Like I said, for eight years in the NFL. Not everybody yeah, makes it eight years in the awesome. NFL. Not everybody makes it to the NFL. So what has right. his kind of hindsight and experience, you know, what has his kind of advice been to you going through this process? Um, you know, it all started off when I was younger. You know, my dad, he never was that parent to wake up, get up, and work out. He honestly, it was it was on me throughout the process, you know, living with my dad and my mom and my siblings to, to gain that that hunger and that and that determination, you know, throughout the process. And seeing my dad playing those eight years and knowing that everybody don't get there, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna make you wanna do it even more. So like I said before, like my dad being there throughout that whole time was, was crazy. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that's all like yeah, that crazy. comes from within. Like you can't, you, you yeah. can coach people and you have coaches and you have parents and siblings and all these external factors like you talked about, but there are only mm -hmm. so many things that you yourself can control and like nobody else can do that. Like the intangible stuff, you mm -hmm. know, the guys right. have, right? Like just, right. there are just certain things like that. So I love that, that um, you develop that in the beginning and obviously it's paying off for you right now because you're playing some really good football. But we That's talked to your quarterback, like I mentioned, Will McElvain, about the level of competition in the Missouri Valley Conference and how solid it is throughout the league. You guys play against multiple nationally ranked teams. How drastic right. is that change in competition, at least that you've seen? I don't know how long you've – have you even been around the team very much up to this point? Um, I think the players, you know, they're starting to come back around. Like, I think this week everybody's starting to come back. So I've, I haven't really been around, you know, any players besides, you know, like Will and my roommate, the Marcus Governor. Okay. So I really don't know the, you know, like the difference or let's say – yeah, I was going to say, because I, I was just thinking about that. I was like, you really probably have not had the chance yeah, to to be around these guys, which yeah. it sucks. COVID. Yeah, it is COVID. That's all it is. But I guess I could kind of rephrase it and be like, what are you expecting? Like heading into there, you know, coming from uh, Minnesota where you played, I think, like 11 games your freshman year. Uh, what are you expecting yeah. heading into UNI? Um, I'm expecting, the, you know, the same thing how I first walked in the, you know, University of Minnesota. Because, you know, like, yeah, Minnesota's in the Big Ten Conference, and now I'm transferring down to, like, the lower Division One. I'm still treating it just as if I was in the Big Ten or if any division that I would be in now because everybody's here for a reason. Like you said, everybody lives, everybody runs, everybody got this unique thing about it. So I got to – how I'm training myself, is, you know, to treat this as I'm in the Big Ten because you never know because James Robinson might be the rookie – rookie offensive player of the year, you know, coming out this conference. So, yeah, you never know. True. So, like, I just always got to keep my head on straight and walk in like I came in at a Big Ten University and just keep that mentality throughout I'm here. That's the right mindset, man. That's the right mindset. Approach it exactly the same. And, um, you know, I think you're going to have a lot of success. But to kind of finish it off here, I want to talk. You're one of three transfers coming to the Panthers from the FBS level. You're joined by an offensive tackle from Kansas and a defensive right. lineman from Stanford. So, what – impact to you guys have you know what do you expect 
that impact to be on this program to help them build. They had a great 2019 season. Uh, lost to, yeah. was it James Madison mm-hmm. in the second round? Yeah. Yeah, so what kind of impact you guys, you know, kind of bringing that uh, that experience at that higher level of football, even though it might not be that much of a difference, you know, bringing that yeah. experience from a higher level of football, what type of impact do you expect to have? Um, as far as, you know, the, the, the three chances, including myself, from the FBS level, yep. um, I expect, you know, everybody, you know, just like it's here, you know, bring that mentality. And, yeah, we was all in, a, you know, like a higher division. I think they're going to – Take it, take it the same way how you know I'm taking it, as in they're still at that place, and I feel like we're going to bring a lot of you know competitiveness that's already there, and basically just keep building on a legacy that's already established, and yeah, and making making it more beautiful than what it already is. That's a good, yeah, that's a good mindset because yeah, more beautiful because like you know there's something to be said about like I guess coming into a program and having to build it from the ground up, right? But Right. I mean, we were talking with Will, and he's a redshirt – he's redshirt freshman, so he's redshirt sophomore quarterback this year, and you've got a yeah. lot of young talent around him as well on the offensive side of the ball. Their defense mm-hmm. had some great games against some nationally ranked opponents as well. I mean, yeah. you come into a program that's already got this level of success. I would assume when right. you look at their schedule and you see, like, oh, NDSU, James Madison, is it Weber State or Weber, Weber State, Weber. I think? Weber State? Something like that. Yeah, one of the two, but those nationally ranked teams, I would assume that had kind of a a big role to play and you deciding to go to to UNI because you knew you were going to be playing against some top talent. Yeah, most definitely because I know Northern Iowa, I think they're ranked like number three in the preseason of the SBS conference. I didn't know that. So, like, knowing knowing that if I come here, I'm going to get the best competition out of this league and I want to push myself to limits that I don't even know. My, you know, I don't even know. So yeah, coming here, I knew that that's gonna happen, and I know that coming here as well that I was gonna get developed by the coaches, and you know, and getting that opportunity. So I think that's what really you know made an impact. All about the opportunity, man. And you're going to get a great one at, uh, at UNI. But we're going to go into some NFL talk here in a minute after we uh, finish up with you. What are you looking forward to as we uh, head into the playoffs here with the NFL? Uh, I'm I'm hoping for the Bucks to. You know, win it all. Oh man, Tampa Bay. <laughs> Antoine Winfield Jr. and yep. uh, Tyler Johnson uh, on the bus. So it'll be crazy to see you know some of my old former teammates you know make it to the to the highest level man. already at the already in, and then on top of that, win a Super Bowl. That would be the, like you know like the crazy the craziest out of body experience that that I can't wait to see them win the Super Bowl. So I'm calling it right now. The there you go. Right. Wow, that's it. That's it. He's awful confident. Yeah, you heard it first, yeah, first guys. Text. But, I mean, I always talk to these guys is about. Tom, wait, has Tom Brady won a Super Bowl before? I don't know if he's ready for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I talk to these guys all the time about, like, the guys that we played in high school in our conference that produces the most power five players in the state of Michigan. And, like, watching these yeah. guys play on Saturdays and now, you know, a couple of them hopefully playing, on, play Sundays on Sundays in the future. We've played against some great talent. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, it's kind of an out-of-body experience. Like, I was lined up against that dude a couple of years ago. And, and like, watching on TV. Right. Yeah. That's unreal. But, man, Benny, I appreciate you coming on, man. It's been a blast. Hey, man, appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. Of course. Have a good one, man. I'll see ya. Great uh, talk with uh, was Benny. 
Yeah, great yeah. talk with Benny. Great talk with Benny, our guy from uh, UNI, second guy from UNI. Hopefully uh, some more in the future because that conference Big Ten is player. stacked. Former Big Ten player. Yeah. Yeah. Former Big Ten player Used also. He's the boat. So no, great story from him. Panthers. And the story about him and his father. His father played there, and he was a stud there before played going the to the Dolphins. NFL. Dolphins, yep. Chiefs, and the Vikings in his eight-year career. Very cool. Very so cool. Minnesota ties right there. A little bit. Yeah. That's a very good point. I didn't actually um, think about that. But, you know, super excited to have him on. I think he'll be a guy that will come back. So mm-hmm. I'll, that'll be good. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the NFL. The final playoff picture, you know, we've got the Chiefs in the AFC with the first round bye. Who's in, the, who's out? And the Packers who's in, who's out? with the NFC. The first the first round bye, they clinched over that dominant win over the Bears. Aaron Rodgers looked unreal. But, I don't know, who, were we surprised by anybody who did or did not make it? Um, nope. No. Cause Nothing I think, at all. I think everybody would have, like, if there was a betting on it, I think a lot of people would have bet on the Dolphins not to make it. Oh, agreed. because of yeah. Tua and his inconsistency. I was going to say, so if they... You know, oh, scrap the whole, scrap the whole Tua Fitzpatrick like back and forth, back and forth. If they stick with Fitzpatrick, I, if they stick with Fitzpatrick, no. what do we I think? think they're closer in that game. I think it's at least closer. It's not I'm talking about the season. I'm talking about the season. The back and forth. I think this was Fitzpatrick's year, and then Tua grows under him. And then next year is Tua's year. That's my opinion. I'm going to stand by. I don't think Tua has a year. I don't think he ever is going to have a year. Well, oh, you mean you just don't see <laughs> that talent from him? No. Oh, well, I think so. I've been listening to a lot of like. You know, because the draft's coming up. A lot of people are saying they should draft a quarterback at three, the Dolphins. The pull Dolphins? The, pull the Josh Rosen. Pull Josh Rosen. Wow. Send out Tua for, like, a second-round pick. Because, like, it's Tua. He's a big name. You could easily get a second-round pick for him. The Lions? That'd be, that'd be Whoa. super interesting. Oh. The Lions. The Lions. Hold on. The Lions, they, like, was I don't know what the word is, like, interviewed or whatever. They met with him before the draft. Yeah. So remember true. that? They were doing their dil- due can, diligence. Due diligence. Yeah. And they met with a couple different quarterbacks, Tua being one of them. So it comes yeah. full circle new, back to Detroit. New GM, new, yeah. But let's, I will say, you know. Let's talk playoff I would say, teams. Let's talk not playoff not teams, not though, before problems. we, you know, talk about the Lions teams, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, division champs, the Steelers, obviously. Seahawks in the NFC West uh, when they got that win over the Rams last week. Yep. Correct. Yes. Um, then we have the Saints uh, and then the Bills. The football team with the big time win and Tennessee, my boys. So Tennessee, they had an interesting situation because if they lost and the Colts won, the Colts would have taken the NFC South. They would have still been in because the Bills beat. They would. They already clinched a playoff. Clinched a playoff during that game. They they did not. They did not clinch the the division division yet. They won a a game winning field goal in overtime. No, I think it was in overtime. No, it was the end. So there could have been a chance. There could have been a chance that. The Colts, because they Tennessee plays Baltimore first round. Yeah. There could okay. be a chance that the Colts play Baltimore, and I'm pretty sure the Colts play the Bills. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they're three seed. Those could have flopped. Either way, the AFC South. I mean, that's Man, Tennessee and Tennessee. Buffalo. That would have been something. Yeah. It's going to be a good game. That would have been something. But well, they got the Ravens first to take well, care of. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be a good game when they mean the AFC Championship. Oh, Ooh, wow. I see. Okay, no, I'd have to agree. I mean, the Colts have been playing solid football. Uh, not good enough, but. First teams out. We have the Dolphins, the Cardinals, who we talked about earlier. They forgot how to play football in the second yeah, half of the season. Yep. And the Raiders. And the Raiders. The Raiders yep. did too. The Raiders were like out like two weeks ago. Yeah, they were out. But I, like but one of the I first. Know, but the Cardinals, eight and eight. The Cardinals they were eight and eight. And there Cardinals are teams that. Cardinals six and three. And they first yeah. eight and eight. I will say, though, the Raiders were eight and eight as well. And they were in that third well, spot in the uh, AFC that. East. But um, the Giants well, as well. We hinted at that a little bit earlier. The Giants players who were upset all over uh, social media. That It's ridiculous. 
You can complain. Yeah, you complain about win another, win one more game. They're in. Hey, they win one more game. They're in. Chill on Jabril, guys. They had every opportunity that they could have ever asked for to be in that position to be in the playoffs. If they were to beat the Eagles a couple like a while ago, they were up twenty-one to ten going into the fourth and lost 24-21. That's unreal. So if they would have won that game, they'd been in. Yeah. So like because they beat the Washington, they beat Washington. They split. No, they split during the season. They They split. Swept them. No, they yep. They beat them twice. They swept them. That's why. I don't if, know if that's right. It's right. You can it look it up right. all you want. I will. But if that means, so Drew, that means if. If there was any tiebreaker, they were in. They were winning. That's why if the Giants needed literally one more win and that game, Sunday Night Football, wouldn't have mattered because yep. it would have been. Really that last win. game of the season, which actually was kind of cool that it had some, you know, not some, a lot of playoff implications. Actually, it really had it none because cool Doug end. Peterson yeah. was like, oh, yeah, I'm not even going to try to win this game. <laughs> he said, what did he What did he say? He was I was like, coaching to win this game. He was coaching to win this game, and I felt that he deserved some snaps. That's why. You just felt that he deserved some snaps at this time in the game? Go on, no, go on. I think <laughs> I don't know. I it's ridiculous. I agree with you guys. I think that's ridiculous. There's no way that you can actually think that. And Did you watch Jason Kelsey trying to block that one blitzer coming up the middle? Pretty much was like Nick's or Nate's Nick. Who knows? Who cares? Nate Nate Sudfeld. Sudfeld. Yeah, you're about to die. Like, like just <laughs> like get him, get him. Put Hurts back in. Yeah, I know it. And um, did you see? Ertz. You guys are right. Giants two wins over Washington. They won by one point. In uh, October, and then they won again by three points in November. So yeah, because four I that, points I, in combined two wins. I remember that stat line that I was showing, like Daniel Jones, like Daniel Jones is like six and one or like five and one against the football team. Really? Yeah, he like is like whenever he plays, that. whenever he plays uh, Washington, he's like when super he can good. play, yeah. he's Danny. Dimes. I think he's three and one, three and one, because he's only it's his second year. Yeah, so. that makes sense. Um, but. Either ways, look at the wild card. We got the Ravens, the Browns, and the AFC. We've got the Colts who still make the playoffs, yep. and then in the NFC, the Bucks, the Rams, and the Bears still get in. They finish eight At and eight. Eight and eight. Yeah, started five and so one. So that's why I put um, the Raiders kind of in that first out type because they have the same record as a lot of those teams. So the Bears started five and one, and then they had a dumpster fire for the franchise, and then we're eight and eight. It's a roller coaster of a season. Well, Mitch Trubisky on the year is like what? Five and two, six and two as a starter? Just saying. Just saying. You can just say all you want. I will not buy into that ever. He's got no. he's like twenty five and twelve in his career as a starter. Is he? That's a good that's know. a good record if that's true. Dude, I'm not gonna argue yeah. the fact that he's a baller in big time plays. I just don't think I've seen it from him. But he's not a big time quarterback. He's not. But he wins. He has one, but if he had anything to say about, you know, I'd say if he were as good of a quarterback as you're thinking, there'd be no question about the foals and this and that. And like he would, that would have been his team. If you look at his stats since he's came back, he's played really well. So I'm saying though, if they, if they They had as much trust in him, they wouldn't have brought in foals. They wouldn't have declined his player option, by the way. That's a great option. Now, what do they do moving forward? They're going to sign up. They're going to franchise. Really? For like a kind of limbo year? Yeah. They're either going to do that or draft or sign someone in free agency like a Fitz Magic. No, Fitz Magic needs Fitz to go to Magic. Detroit. It's Magic. Actually, actually quarterback. the Lions need to sign Tyrod Taylor and draft a quarterback because every backup quarterback to Tyrod Taylor falls out when he starts. As long as we don't okay. puncture his lung pregame. That's, no, uh, Justin Herbert got 30 touchdowns, so our guy would be fine. Oh, so that. maybe we should. Punk, you're saying we should puncture yeah. the lung before the game. Or, or he could get a concussion and then Baker could break the rookie touchdown. Wow. Record. So whoever you've cracked drafting, it, you've cracked it. 
Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> Lions, he's the guy. He's the guy. For about a week. Dude. <laughs> Until he gets like some weird injury that yep. nobody's heard of before. Um, let's talk about your Browns. They clinched the first playoff berth in 19 years with their win over the dilapidated Steelers, I will say. And now the Steelers have their weapons back, and the Browns do not. What happened to the Browns today? Um, Browns are getting their weapons back, actually. Well, okay, I'm sorry. A lot of I should say. Think, hey, a lot of people aren't talking leadership. about it. Um, Denzel Ward didn't play in that game. Um, okay, once again, Johnson also didn't half play in that the game. Steelers starters didn't the Steelers, play in that game. They only had four people out. The Browns had seven with COVID. They had uh, more than four people out. Okay, they, but like uh, the quarterback here. is like No, it was Big Ben, Pouncey. Big Ben, Pouncey, Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, Eric Ebron was on the COVID list, oh, wow. and two other players. On, and those are starters. Those are all Those are starters. starters, yeah. And then Eric Ebron and two other and all, starters on the all, COVID by list. By the way, all household names. Like, you're, you're about to name seven. Household name. As much as you want to say, household. I hate him. People know him, and he's this made he's made plays for him. But the thing is, you're about to name like six players, and me and Kobe are gonna know know who they are because they're probably a third string. I mean, no, I, the I, know I know Denzel Ward. I know Denzel Ward. Ohio State, right? Five starters. Okay, name him. Um, Colin or Quinnen Johnson or whatever. He's who? a he's a corner number twenty eight. Forget his first name. Uh, Denzel Ward. B.J. Goodson's a starter. Okay, um, I know Goodson. He's middle a star- linebacker. middle linebacker starter. Yep. Um. Larry Ogunjobi was out yep. starting defensive line. He actually has been pretty good for them, I think. Yeah. I know him. And Harrison Bryant, he's like the rotating tight end piece. I mean, I get it. He starts, though. But the Joku and Hooper. I, yeah. know. You, I think you're fine on the tight end. I think you'll be okay. You run a lot of tight end sets. I'm just they saying. Do. That's okay. a good point. That's a good point. All right. They, as, uh, as long as I want to say it, just. But we aren't. Wistavansky out. They win by two points behind Mason Rudolph's two touchdowns, 315 yards. In a big interception, though, that he threw at a, at a key point in the game. But Baker's stat line was a little bit more on the meager side of things, Drew. Well, you forgot the 55 yards or 50 yards rushing that he had. That's so. a good point. He did run a lot more in this yeah. game than he has done in the past, and he kind of showed that. Because he's always been that quick, out-of-the-pocket guy, but yeah. you don't see him go downfield sneaky very much. Sneaky athletic. I don't know. if is, Would you consider Baker sneaky athletic? Maybe yes. Four, eight, so I feel not. like he's just a pretty athletic guy. No, I'd say sneaky. No, oh, okay. What's well, your opinion? Baker was 17 for Thank 27, you. 196 yards and a touchdown, but Chubb, Chubb was back in a big way for them. Chubb was popping. Chubb, Chubb had a one big run, and other than that, he was kind of cold. He had a 47-yard touchdown. I feel like that's what Chubb is, though, and that's what a lot of running backs are. The stat for that I saw from Derrick Henry was, like, even if you took away all of his first half runs, he still had over 1,000 yards. He'd be yeah. top five rushing in the that league. That was crazy. I saw that on That Twitter. is one of the craziest stats I've ever seen. Chubb is very different beast. Then different than uh, Derrick Henry, excuse me. But Chubb is all missed, about. He also missed four games, five. Yeah, five games. and, and Chubb, Chubb is all about like, yeah, you might get three, you might get four, you might get two. All of a sudden, here goes Chubb on an eighty-five year or whatever it sure. is. You know what I mean? That's very much that has just been like Chubb's just, Henry. Fact, just like Derrick Henry. That's fact. actually that's what I'm saying. That's a pretty good point. The so, fact is, you're gonna have to be able to run the ball better. Yeah, I agree. But he had a 100-yard game, 14 carries, and a touchdown of his own. Even with the win, Cleveland finishes as they succeed in the AFC behind Baltimore, setting them up with a rematch this weekend with the Steelers in the first round. Well, they will have most of their weapons back, like I said. So, um, But we didn't even touch on Stefanski. Well, first off, when you talk about the Steelers, um, two weeks ago with the, all these weapons, everyone was the Steelers were the laughing stock of the NFL. So I don't know how these weapons are so good. I get that the Browns only beat them by two. And that's just not you guys. Saying I think, that. I yeah, think that's I agree. Entire NFL before they beat the Colts, which they were down twenty. That was the game. To that was the game. Now people aren't treating them as a joke yeah. anymore. They're like, wow, they came back. Yeah. Okay, like that was a huge a win for them, though. They've played one good half of football in the past. 
what two five months. games? Two yeah, like, dude, that's a great point. Like, let's that's a great chill point. on these amazing weapons that they have. <laughs> like, Big Ben looked horrible against the Bengals. He did looked dude horrible against the somebody? Bills, get him some lotion. Looked horrible against the football team. Like, <laughs> we're talking about teams that aren't like that. Yeah. I mean, the Bills are good, but the Bengals. Yeah the the football team. Agreed. Like, Whoa. Oh, no they're disrespect good. To oh, they don't team. have eight wins. Like, I get it. The Browns are gonna have to play better, but let's these weapons and then the guys in the NFL they forget yeah. that well the Browns second best defensive player who's an all pro corner was not playing and they're made a good point signal caller middle linebacker make a good point I didn't know that make a good point yeah but, I did not know, know that either whatever Stefanski though yeah Stefanski being out is gonna suck but at the same time I feel like I so feel did like he they're test, just gonna ride did that. he test positive I feel or like is they're he gonna ride I feel like they're going to ride. Did he test positive or is he like in protocol? No, oh, no he tests test positive. positive. He's asymptomatic. He has no symptoms. Okay, so is the protocol any different though for asymptomatic people? That's no. a good question. 10 days out. 10 days. So he'll only miss one week. Hopefully they win. Game. He's okay. coaching right now in the, in the practice. Really? So apparently they said like as a joke, they're like, Stefanski's going to script the entire first quarter playbook. And give it to the OC, and the OC's just gonna call. Just read. <laughs> like, he just right. unrolls the paper, and it rolls out onto the field. But <laughs> um, the that Alex Van so Pelt, this the new offense coordinator. Well, he was offense coordinator, but now he's a new play caller. Okay, he called plays for the Packers a couple years ago. So okay. I mean, he knows what he's doing. There, yeah, it's not like you know, it's not like, fancy, it, like yeah. yeah. There's not like you're gonna hand it off to some guy who it's like his second year in the league, and or, he's like yeah. shitting his pants on the sideline. Exactly. Like they're in decent hands. No, and, and when it, you have playmakers, like that's. Kind of when quarterbacks and stuff shine too, in different defensive side too, but like offensive guys who quarterbacks who can go in and make play calls, they're not you know just relying on a little earpiece. Like they can go out and make intuitive make call. calls, make and then call. yeah, and like control a drive. Mm-hmm. That's where quarterbacks Especially, shine. I mean, you think about what's riding on this game for not. I mean, the season's already a win for the Browns. Agreed. They, they have a playoff win, especially over the Steelers. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, huge. Like, the, people wouldn't forget the that. fuel to the fire is going to be Huge. just, like... And you look at even... You guys brought up the the guy that Baker and his wife hooked up with, like... It's just stuff like that. That's fuel to, like... They yeah. have the entire, like, the tile city on the back. Pile. The entire <laughs> state of Ohio yeah. Yeah. is on... And I will say, just Baker people who don't know what you're talking about, I forget his name, yeah, um, his but he has, like, some type of terminal cancer. He's he was in a wheelchair like and was, like, to trying to reach out to Baker and then... Baker's wife made it happen. He was in the suite, and Baker got to meet him. And it was just like a super touching moment. It yeah. was very small gesture too, but it was like that just means the world to somebody like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was actually a fan page that connected. It. Was it Angry Browns fan? That's oh, really man. cool. Nice. That's really cool. But um, you know, enough of the Browns. Though that was a really good uh, conversation point. Usually, I think. we'd be talking about the Browns when it comes to firing coaches. That's so. a great point. So that's a great segue into our next segment, which is coaches dropping like flies on Black Monday. With the regular season over, non-contenders are cutting off the heads of their teams heading into the offseason. Let's look at some notable firings. Just recently, obviously, we have uh, we have Patricia already. We had the Falcons. Is that Quinn? Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Bill O'Brien. And then uh, Bill O'Brien from the Texans, obviously, is gone. But now we're looking at Anthony Lynn from the Chargers, which is not a huge surprise. No. Even less of a surprise is Adam Gase from the Jets. Um, and then Doug but Marone. But that wasn't a firing. They both, and same with Doug Marone. They Marone? walked away. Oh. They did. So that's a, they give you a choice. Basically, yeah. they said it's a little more, a little, we fire you. a little more admirable. But either way, Adam Gase and Doug Marone are both gone from their respective organizations. Do you guys see that tweet I sent you earlier from the, from Jacksonville? It was like one and oh, not one and not satisfied. They they won their first game of the year. Yeah, they must have. And then someone quoted it and said, evidently they were satisfied. They were satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. But um, 
on the hot seat, I know you kind of had some things, something to say about this. The obvious one is Doug Peterson from the Eagles and how he has, his inability to win games, especially meaningful ones. Or the ability to win try. a game. Or the he, ability he to was try coaching, and he win was games. To win that game. He, that's what he said. Somebody should have put him on the lie detector. That have been great in his post, like his press conference. He like sits, sits down with yeah. his little like chocolate milk sponsor in front of him, and then it's like, what is this? It's like, no, put your finger on it. Put your finger right here. We're just going to. Oh, I sent you guys a video, too, of, um, or I told you what he said. Jalen Hurts in the video. He's like, it ain't right. Like, Yeah, it ain't right. Yeah, when he said it ain't, it ain't right. right. It ain't right. Jason Kelsey comes out, uh, apparently had to be held back. Who's the dude, by the way? Who's the dude? The leader. Yeah. Had to be held back from telling Doug Peterson to pretty much like f off. Like you know, he was he was pissed. Man, and Miles Sanders comes out today. And that's said like nobody was happy, and I mean nobody. That's like as soon as um, how to lose a he's lot lost a lot. Yeah, well, how that's like as soon as JJ Watt came out. Yeah, as soon as JJ Watt came out against like Bill O'Brien, apparently he like exploded and was like super upset. You knew he was gone. So that's I'm assuming that's the same direction. Well, Kelsey's we're with kind here. of the same guy as Watt. He's that's like a that very similar, guy. and he's been the guy that's been around there and has you know tight relations with the community. He like obviously. When like, you think of JJ Watt, he is the Houston Texans. Yes. When you think of Jason Kelsey. He's not he the, is not the to the Eagles. same degree, also, but that's but their guy. That's their guy. It's yeah, he plays offensive. Well, well, no, no. Well, I'm just saying, like JJ Watt, offensive line. He doesn't no, have the star I'm power. Just saying, like, that's all it is. Yeah, star power. 100%. And you know, I agree. I agree. JJ Watt starts up like the Hurricane Harvey relief yeah. in Houston, where he's going out and donating Three millions of dollars. Of the year. Yeah, deep boy. Like he does not have the same status, but like you said, he's that guy the for the Eagles, team. and it doesn't and matter. He even was the guy that was like vouching for Carson Wentz, and then dude, yes. When he, he was. saw that, like he's, Jalen was the guy who was like, all right, like this is our guy now. That had and to be then, hard. Yeah, well, obviously. Yeah. Like, and then you saw the photo of Ertz, Kelsey, and Wentz out there. Um, more than likely, two of the three of them will be gone. I, I don't say. know about um, Kelsey. Kelsey, yeah. Uh, all their contracts are over after this. Well, other than Wentz. What? Yeah. <laughs> Ertz is definitely going to be all gone. Meeting up, they're all meeting up on uh, San Francisco. I think so. That's the take. Kittle and Kittle and. Ertz uh, would be un- God, insane. Gross. You don't literally like forget about signing a wide receiver. Just three tight end <laughs> set. Three tight end set. They look oh, like Stanford out there. 31, 31 personnel. Oh, yeah. Back to oh, the Browns. Back uh, to the Browns. Oh, my gosh. But um, <laughs> another guy that we were talking about, I know you had something to say about it, was Matt Nagy from the Bears. Obviously, they're in the playoffs. They sneak in at 8-8 eight and eight, even after getting curb stomped by the yeah. Packers. Well, I just feel like. A lot of people are saying, we can't fire Doug Peterson because he won a Super Bowl. Well, Matt Nagy's gone to the playoffs like two of the last three years. Three years, never won a playoff game. Hey, we fired Jim Caldwell. True. So, I mean, I get it. But, like, if they didn't make the playoffs, I felt like he was gone. But they made it. So, you got to – I feel like you got to give him one more year. There's a chance. A hot seat, yes. Firing, no. It will be for me whether or not (laughs) – that one took me a second. Dude. I was like, "What?" <laughs> that one took that. You played it. That was pretty good acting yeah. right there. Pretty good acting. Um, but for me, for the Bears, it will be like it will be um, what direction they take as a franchise. Yeah. If, are they going to stick with Foles or Trubisky? Are they going to franchise? Yeah. Like, what are they going to do with them? Find or do they restart? And if that's the case, and then well, Nagy's gone in my book. But uh, I don't know Alan if it's Robinson's. Yeah, for a contract yep. at the end of the year, which so. is their number one guy, and I think that's just going to be a really interesting dynamic. Is there anyone else that we should? Is Allen Robinson Ooh, okay. a top receiver in this league? Top ten? Uh, I think he's a top receiver in this league. Top fifteen, easy. Yeah, I think Mitch is. Mitch isn't going to be the guy that's could. You know, throw Mitch isn't. For he yards. doesn't elevate other people's also, play. I, I think that's what I don't separates think Mitch me. is the guy yeah. for the long run. No, yeah, he's I not th- the long run. But I feel like he could. He could eventually be a guy where, like, if 
if he was a if he was your backup, I don't think he's going to be a backup. But I'm just saying, if he was your backup, you're like, all right, we got Trubisky. He could, he could win us a couple games. Like he's a winner. He's a backup. <laughs> no, but even as a starter, like yeah. let's say let's no, he is. He wins a lot of games. Let, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to argue that. Yeah. So um, is there uh, is there anyone else that we should look to be well, potentially who, booted? No. How about let's look at potential guys to replace? Okay. Fair. Fair. Good um, point. You brought up, and I I actually thought about this. You know. Earlier today, you brought up how you love Matt Rule, right? So you know who was hey, law. I, yeah, just, no, I, re- I respect him a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Think, you know who his OC is? Who is it? Joe Brady. You know is who it really? Joe Brady is. He was Joe Burrow's offense coordinator yeah. at LSU. Pro style offense. All the you know the hype that big big time year they had. But go ahead. So Joe Brady comes in, and that offense looked really creative without Christian McCaffrey. They had to be, I would say. Yeah. They would definitely have to but be. But imagine with Christian McCaffrey. Like, imagine, you know, let's, let's, that's like saying, do everything with your left hand. Yeah. That's basically what they were trying and to so, do. And so, and their offense wasn't horrible. No there disrespect was to, uh, who was the second back for them? Mike Davis. Solid back. Had a solid year. Solid back. Solid there's, there's no, like, you know, it's not like it's falling off a cliff. It's like you trip down a hill, and, like, there's Mike Davis at the bottom of it. Yeah. So, Joe Brady, I feel like he's a, a guy where... You look at like the Chargers or Here's a guy. He's got yeah, the, all the weapons. All the ingredients. So you look at the Texans, young quarterback. You look at uh um, Yeah, and that, that formula has not really worked for them, has it? What? The the young quarterback, the young star quarterback and Deshaun. Uh they went to the playoffs like four years in a row. I just I don't know. I'm saying like Are you trying to say Deshaun Watson's washed? <laughs> I'm not he saying he's washed. I'm not he saying he's washed. Yards. I'm just saying. He's the top five quarterback in this league right he's now. Top, I'm just saying. Four. I would disagree. Nah. What? Maybe top five. Definitely not top three. Rodgers, Allen, Mahomes. Okay, let's chill on. Okay, yeah. You can't put not. Josh Allen up there yet. He's had one really good year and two mediocre. He has been getting better every year, and last year his stats were still insane. Not really. They he were really like good. 3,000 yard passing. Josh Allen's a top five. Mahomes. Mahomes and Rodgers are obviously the top two. two. Yeah, one and two, unreplaceable. Yeah, I think Mahomes is the number one guy. Sean Watson, I, I just feel like is a is a dude. He's a Sean gamer. A dude. He's a winner. Like he's a he's a great guy. He's a winner, yeah. and he's a great quarterback too. Okay, but either way, back anyway, to head back coaching. To what you're saying. Um, yeah, head coach. Chargers. Chargers. Okay, so I want to ask if you guys were a head coach out of all the ones that are Who open right now that you signed with, where oh. where would you be? Like all these guys are asking for my number. Like people I are go saying, buddy. People are saying the Jets are a really you know a nice looking spot, or maybe even like Jacksonville. Like those I've heard are the Lions are. I heard yeah, the Lions last. are the yeah. bottom of the agreed. Yeah, yeah, I do. So like, but then you also have to think when you go into a high profile, I guess, spot like Jacksonville or like New York, where you have all these draft picks. The Jets all have like nine, you. right? Yeah. The Jets have like nine. They have yeah. two first round. Jacksonville picks. has eleven. If you go into Detroit and win. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Not only are you know, you're going to win a city, I'm just saying, you, someone might look at that and like look at it from the opposite sense, the glass half full type mentality and be like, if I go in there and win, everybody's going to love me. And, you know, if I, you know, go in there or whatever and they, and then lose, they're like, well, it's Detroit. So, like, maybe he'll still get another shot somewhere else. Well, here's here's another thing, too, Win-win. where <laughs> unlike the Texans, right, and the Chargers, those quarterbacks are set in stone. You're going to have Herbert, and you're going to have Watson yep. for the future. I, I would agree. Unless you Watson's not going Watson. anywhere. Not, I don't think. Him. I don't think he's going anywhere. I doubt but they would. Yeah, you're right. The Jaguars, the Falcons, the um, you can't get rid of Mike Glennon. The Lions and the Jets. If you go there, you're picking your quarterback for the future because I think all I would f- agree. 
Um, because I mean, Stafford's obviously not the guy. Even for if the it's not, even if it's not next yes. year, if Stafford comes back next year, you're still if, gonna have a young guy if under any his wing. coach wherever you that coach Matt goes. Ryan's, he's gonna Matt be, Ryan's in the same. Yeah, Matt scenario. Ryan is in the same situation. Um, like Matt Ryan and Matt. Stafford, if he won that like Super Bowl, two, yeah. and then it's If he won that Super Bowl, imagine how much differently he'd be talked about it as. That's unreal. Maybe Philip Rivers are kind of in the same status where it's like, oh, they could be Hall of Famers because of their stats. They are, and they've been doing it for so long. Yeah. I think that's what separates them is their pedigree yeah. and their you know continuation. Yeah. But um, so who would you unreal. pick? Who's who's the job that you would take? Who's the job that I would take? That's a good question. I don't know, man. I don't know going into. I honestly, I'm looking at it from that like glass half moment. I don't know if I would say the Lions, but I don't know if I'd be so eager to jump into the Jets or the Jack or the Jaguars. I'd I'm just saying. Falcons. If I was a head coach, I'd want to go coach the Falcons. I think I would agree with you. Young offense. You got a back in Todd Gurley and Brian Hill and Smith, uh, Ito Smith. Those three young backs. Julio you have an offense. Out. You have a who. Well, that doesn't matter. I have Calvin Ridley. True. I have Russell Gage. I have a young offense that can grow. Yeah. And our defense is getting better. It got better and better throughout the year. I, so yeah. I would I would say, hey, I go coach I'm going to agree with you because I just think – Going into Jacksonville and, or going into the Jets, yeah. the Falcons were in a lot of games, and they won some games, but they were in a lot of games late this and year, the man. the thing about their their division, Drew Brees isn't going to be playing forever. Tom Brady's not going to be playing that's forever. good point. They're up next. Teddy Bridgewater's like... I'm going to say, then you have the Panthers that are the one team that's kind of in that mix-up, but yeah. it's, a great, it's a great division right but now, though. Falcons, Chargers. I know you're going to say Chargers. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to Jacksonville, and I'm taking Trevor Lawrence, and I'm going to build off that. Well, because... Hmm. Um, they also Herb have buddy? sticking with Herb buddy? sticking with Glenn in there. Huh? My buddy Herb. Oh no, I mean Herb. Herbert's Herbert's a very attractive. Oh, he's oh even after the haircut. No, well that's not what I'm Whoa. saying. Whoa, well, yo, that's not what I'm saying. Um, Herbert's Herbert and the Chargers are a very attractive like team to go. There you we know, go. Because they got Keenan Allen, they got Derwin James, they got Bosa. Speaking they of attractive, have all the talent. Not they to cut you off. Just. Dripped out to the podcast oh, today. Chill. Oh my goodness! Oh, oh my gosh! gosh. Man is like, what are they? What do they feed you at Northwood? Yeah. Huh? Cash? What do they feed you? Cash? Whoa! It's like forty-one thousand dollars to go there. Let's you know, Whitmer uh, just signed something about college athletes making money. You yeah. see that? It's like one of the first states to do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, none of us are going to be making money. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with you there until that those podcast royalties start rolling in. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> We'll be able to make money off podcasts. <laughs> um, hey, Hunter, how do you like the uh, the new little setup over there? For, you, for those of you who are watching, nice little boom arm. Yeah, what, I don't know what to do with my head. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit different. I think it, it's a it's a good little thing. We'll try something different. But um, we're gonna get into some college football talk here very soon. But before we do that, we're gonna go talk with a friend of all three of us. I would say, right? Yeah, Mitch Hall, a, a wide us. receiver from. Oh, what? Are you not friends with them? Oh, you're not friends. Oh, I was saying Drew. Oh, wow, oh. that turned on you pretty quick. Oh, before we get into Just college kidding, football, all three of our buddies. Before we get oh, into college football, we're gonna go talk buddies. with Mitch Howell, who is a wide receiver at Siena Heights University in the WAC Wolverine. WAC Hoosier Athletic okay, Conference. Is that because WAC. it's Michigan and Indiana. I'm assuming so. I was gonna yeah, say, but either WAC. way, going to talk with Mitch Howell, and then we'll get into some college football talk. Whack. I bet it's a whack conversation. Joining us now, second guest on today's podcast, freshman wide receiver at Siena Heights University in Adrian, Michigan. And a high school teammate of Hunter and I's absolute baller. Hunter and I's. What? Hunter and I's teammate, yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, I like Anyways, <laughs> Mitchell Howes joining us today on the pod. What's going on, Mitch? How are we doing? Fantastic, buddy. Fantastic. Yeah, that was Fantastic. a good little intro, huh? Hey, we tried. Morning. I think Hunter Morning. had a little bit of a brain fart heading into this thing. But. Hunter and I. Yeah. Corner. Yeah. Kobe what? and I. Isn't that 
No, that's correct. I think that's correct. That's correct. correct. Yeah. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. What's been going on? Didn't you just get back from, uh, was it Tampa? Yeah, I was, uh, we spent Christmas down there with Jess and, and yes. Brent and uh, their family. So, yeah, yeah, we had a good time. Congratulations to her. I don't know. I'm assuming you guys Congratulations, saw. Yep. Big, Congratulations, yep. Uh, pregnancy Jeff. results Congrats. there. So, <laughs> Mitch is going to be an uncle. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be awesome. But, um, you know, glad they're all doing well. Um, what has your experience been like? I know COVID, it's all been very weird. But uh, Siena Heights, what has your first impressions of that place been like, Doug? Yeah, um, like I think you hit it uh, on the head with the well, COVID's been a little weird. Um, but campus <laughs> yep. has been good. Um, football, uh, we had a pretty good schedule going. I think we got in about 30-something practices Whoa. Um, on top of, like, workouts and all that. So it, it, we had, like, a good little – you can almost say, like, spring ball because yeah. our season starts like February 27th, I believe, our first game. And uh, so we get back on the 11th, and we kind of get back to it. Uh, kind of like the beginning of the season, kind of starting over. But uh, we got a good little, good little uh, time to practice. And, uh, you know, school has been real good, too, as in uh, nothing's been too challenging. But, you, you know, go. the whole online and stuff, stuff, you know, it's been, it's been pretty, uh, pretty maintainable. So. What well, are you uh, is well, majoring in? Is this something business-oriented? I heard oh, you can ahead. get a great education at Lake Orion High School, so it probably prepared you very well. Yeah, Lake Orion to the college level is just – it's a frictionless oh. transition. <laughs> That's yeah, what Lake Orion is. <laughs> what are you uh, – you know what your majoring is? Is it something uh, business-related there at Siena? Yeah, I'm uh, – um, so right now I'm looking at double majoring in business and communications. Ooh. Uh, but then I might just minor in communications, but uh, most likely looking at major. Okay. Good awesome. Stuff. Good for you, dog. And I know you were looking at uh, St. Francis. Isn't are they on the same? They're in the uh, the whack as well. Is that correct? Sure. Yeah. Whack. So you were looking there. The yeah. Whack. Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference. Oh, um, nice. that's the NAIA conference. Sorry. Nice. Um, but he was looking at St. Francis too. And I know Mitch, you looked at them because they had a great uh, business program for you there. But ultimately, obviously, you're at uh, Siena Heights. How important, you know, was that kind of factor? And what kind of program do they have there for you? Um, yeah, I mean, the only difference was uh, St. Francis had, like, a designated building for it. Okay. But, I mean, Santa Heights is a really good business program. I mean, I've, I've actually met uh, a good amount of the teachers that I'll probably have for – or professors that I'll have for uh, the next couple of years, and they're all just really good people. Yeah. And, uh, like, that's the thing with, like, a smaller school. Like, it's not flashy, but in the same sense, your education, like, really is, like – much more personal. I don't even know. Like, yeah, much more. And it kind of feels like more special in the fact that if you do have things that like don't even matter, but like somewhat concerned what the topic is and you like want to talk to a teacher, like they'll, they'll, they'll tell you everything. And it's just, you know, Sand Heights, though, their business program is very solid. It's good uh, to hear. But I feel like even like all of us, we all go to decently small schools. I would totally agree with that statement. So I was about to say the same thing. Teacher. Yeah. Teacher, student. Because you talk with thing. people at like Michigan State. And also, State. we're all athletes. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you're an athlete? Let me yeah. take it one step further. Yeah. Let me ease it. You know, let me yeah. let me tell you this way. Because I understand that that's yeah. like understand. an added understand. stress or yes. an added factor. But you talk with people at like uh, at Michigan State or even like a Grand Valley in some cases. Grand Valley's like, got 25,000 yeah. kids. Those professors probably don't even know your name. Dude, no. like when you have hundreds of people in a lecture hall or whatever and you email a professor, you might get a response like next week. 
You know yeah, what I mean? I think like a forty-five person class at like Tech. I think that's big. That's huge. Like, that's same with like, me. Like that'd be big. But yeah. like at Michigan State, it's like, oh, I have a five hundred lecture person yeah. class, and they're like, oh, that's nothing, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's that's it's unreal. That's it's crazy. unreal. But then it's like for us, and I'm sure Mitch, it's the same way for you. Like if you had a problem, like yeah, you're gonna reach out to your professor. They'll probably get back with you. Maybe you meet one on one, go over some issues, whatever, and then like you know you're good, and that's resolved in a matter of days as compared to like the other things, right. but that's just like one of the other, you know, the differences of, I think advantages in my eyes, I'm sure you would agree. Oh, hundred percent. That's good. That's good. But we talked with uh, Lawrence tech quarterback, Brady Apple, Lapeer high school graduate, Mitch. So we played against him. Uh, we talked with him last week about the competition level in the league, in the WAC conference. And uh, although you have not been able to play it, got a lot of practice in, how impressed have you been with the guys around you at uh, Siena Heights? Uh, Wait, say that one more time. How what have you been? How impressed? How impressed have you been, been with like the talent and the guys around oh, you at Siena? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely not what I expected. I mean, coming in, I felt like I fit uh, kind of pretty well. Um, I didn't think I was reaching too far. I didn't feel like uh, I was I was doing anything. I feel like comfortable, but uh, there's a couple. Not even to say a couple. There's a, there's a lot of dudes that you look at and you just look out of place. Um, we got a lot of different, like, B2 guys that come to, to the NAI because it's not the NCAA. So, like, the transfer rules, obviously, uh, were different. It's a good point. So a lot of these guys, like, we got a lot of, like, Grand Valley transfers. I'm pretty sure we just got a Colorado State transfer that's coming in. Oh. Uh, to play, I think, I, I think it's wide receiver. He's an outside guy. Oh, boy. But, um, there's just, uh, the, the, we got Nick Stallworth this year. Clarkson, and he's they're looking at him for the NFL. There you so, go. I mean, they're, they're, our our defense is our defense is like when I'm like when I say freakish, I mean like freakish. Like the athletes that we have on the defense, like all around, is just ridiculous. That's awesome, dude. That's I awesome. Mean, anywhere you go, dudes can play. If you're playing yeah. the next level, you can play. It's not a bunch of scrubs. Yeah, and we were talking yeah. to Brady Apple. We're like, you know, well, at least he said to me, you guys weren't here for the conversation, but he was like, I don't think dudes take the NII so seriously coming out of high school because it's D1, D2, D3. Yeah. A lot of dudes don't. They got scholarship money, man. They can mm-hmm. give you money to go to school, and it's great mm-hmm. competition. Oh, they, yeah, they, they uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to speak for other people's situation, but a lot of these guys, like, that they'll look and like obviously Division One's a four hour scholarship, but a lot of these guys can get a majority of their their, their tuition, everything paid yeah. for, like room board, everything. So it's like it's it's kind of just if you kind of set your focus on like, hey, like that's somewhere I want to play. You can find a school. I mean, probably a lot of schools that are going to give you what you're looking for. Like that's just straight up. Yeah, and a lot of guys need that to go get the education at the next level. Like without that, they might not have a chance to go mm-hmm. get that education. So, Drew, you got 100%. something? Yeah, right. so, Mitch, I got a question. Um, based off your practices so far, do they got you lining up in the outside of the of the slot? Because I always felt versus, for a competitor against you that you could line up in the slot and you'd be one of those grit guys, those Julian Edelmans, the shorter receivers that will go catch the ball. Wes Welker? Yeah, Wes Welker. Amidola? Um Catch the ball, get, you know, 10 yards, and get a, get a hit on them, and, you know, you'll be fine. You know, so where do they where do they got you at? Good question. Right. Um. Yeah, I've been playing a majority spot. Like, I don't, I don't think I really ever go outside. There's, uh, there's too many good, like, athletes, too many good wide receivers to kind of, like, pick, to move people around. I would say, like, we got, uh, I believe he's, a, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a senior 6'5 uh, guy. He's just a, My point. Uh, exactly. yeah. We, we got, I mean, I can't even speak for all of them, but there's just 
yeah, I'm, I'm mainly just I'm playing in the slot, and uh, we run a lot of like a lot of we've been working on a lot of like uh, West Coast style uh, passing game, like going into the break. So good stuff. I think that fits your play style a lot more personally. 100%. I mean, having played with you, I would, I would agree. Can agree yeah. with that. Like, it's a quick. It's all about footwork, route running, being precise, and like finding um, finding holes, finding holes, finding holes in the defense, and finding soft team. spots, and like having that you know level of communication with your quarterback, and which you and Blaze did well, and taking it as yeah. well. Right. It takes a special breed of guy Mitch to run across the, the middle, Mitch and then. The you can, uh, you know, hear a couple footsteps, and you keep going to hold on to that football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is uh, for sure. <laughs> uh, another question for you, Mitch. I'm pretty sure, just based off, you know, prior knowledge, uh, a couple other OAA guys went with you in the last um, recruiting class. So who were they again? Oh, yeah. Who else uh, from the OAA? That's a good question. We got, we got Bobby Opaleski. That's right. That's right. Where's uh, Bobby from? He's on Lapeer. Okay. They're both from Lapeer. Him gotcha. and Trent, and then Trent Kruger, he plays tight end. Um, and then I think we got we got a Zach Breeze from Dakota. Sweet. Um, I don't, yeah, I, don't, I, I can't even think completely, but yeah. How many guys are actually on your team? Because I know NAI, they bring in a lot of guys. Typically, so, yeah. Typically, but how many, like, do you guys have, like, a JV team or is it just a varsity team? Like, no. how many guys do you have? No, we just got one team. That's and good. Uh, I think a total number, I mean, it's over 100. I know this recruiting class is over 42. Wow. Over 40 in the recruiting wow. class? Wow. Yeah, like they, they really, they've really been pushing it. I mean, the program started in 2011, so I mean, you can say they're they're kind of still getting new to things. But um, last year they're just one spot out of making that final four. Yeah, they're really one player. So I mean, San Heights is really starting to kind of push their way up there. Yeah, know, and it's and not like. High. It's not like they're a new, like, dog in the scene or anything, too. Like, Seattle Heights has been established. It's been around, yeah. Like, there are teams in your league, like Florence Tech, like Indiana Wesleyan, that do not really have that culture established. Even though Indiana no. Wesleyan had a great year last year. They won a lot of big-time games. Lawrence Tech has not had nearly the same level of success, unfortunately. But, right. um, you know, what is it like coming into a program? You know, maybe it's NAIA. It's a little bit foreign. But I would assume they already have that stuff established, like the culture and stuff in the building. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of – I would say that – it's kind of hard to describe. I, I think that I would I would look at the leaders of the team and kind of see how they uh, do things in order to predicate like how the rest of the the, the, the lures of the attitude is or the swag with the team. But like all the seniors, the older guys, uh, we got like our, like our running back. I'll say like he's a senior, real good athlete, just absolute stud. He's just one of those guys who just wants to you know get a conversation in with everybody and just like get personal and just tell them to keep working and it's just awesome. kind of like everybody's there to see everybody get better yeah and that's in like that culture that that you can't really ask for nothing else yeah i'm glad that's how it is top down mentality like everybody's uh you know a part of this thing like, we all got to do it we all got to do it to make it work job. yeah that's true everyone's got to do it to make it work make your backup as good as you and that's like it's easy to say it's easy to preach something but like you gotta be ready exactly like you gotta be ready but like when people say like you're trying to make that was Miami's thing when back when they had their uh, their streak for a long time. It was like make the guys under you better. They were trying to make the guys that were either following you or under you right now try to make them better than you are. And yeah. like that's so easy to preach, like for a coach to tell people that. But like for people to buy into that, no, like sure. I don't want the dude behind me to come start and take my job. Are you kidding me? No, I mean especially 
even like new recruits are like, oh yeah, oh I don't want this kid. Yeah, like this kid just time. came. He's been in the program for three months. I've been here for three years. Yeah. Why do you want me to? You know, at some part of them's like that. Even if they don't act like it, you know what yeah. I mean. That's mm-hmm. just like human nature. You know what I mean. So, so Mitch, one last question for me at least. Um, did you guys have any like COVID shutdowns or anything like that to like stop you guys from practicing? Because I know we did have like shutdowns, but there was like one time um, our whole wide receiver core was out, um, and we just practiced with like. Three wide receivers, pretty much. <laughs> well, we got shut down. So, they um, did. right, yeah. So, anything happened uh, to shut down? I got shut down. Yeah. So we had a we had a few different things. Okay. We had a couple ways oh. where we'd have some position groups really go down. Uh, nothing like this point where we couldn't really uh, get a full squad out there. Okay. But, um, like I, I did, like I had COVID, and they did make me sit in the room for four, like two weeks, fourteen days, <laughs> and like that yep. was that was during like. We practice every other day, so like, I missed a good amount. Of, I missed like two or six practices Man. because of that, and, and the workouts with them. So, so everyone, I would say like, a good amount of dudes had their fair share of like not getting uh, complete reps in that little season that we had. Yeah, I got you. I know uh, I had it back in August. I don't think either of you have had, had it. Think they, but I, yeah, no, I, I want to say I had it back up at Tech in yeah. the very beginning. I've been tested so many times and I've never gotten it, so it's like. I swear I had it before. Yeah, I had yeah. to get tested. Well, funny story, actually. I got tested because we had a – our whole team had to get tested pretty much. Or yeah. Percentage. Our whole school got tested yeah. before we went to school. And so yep. um, I tested negative, and then right after I got sick, and I was like, I think they drugged me. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah. that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Well, Mitch, um, appreciate your time. Appreciate you coming on here, man. Before I want – before before we uh, leave you here, we're going to talk a little bit of college football after this conversation. So, Who's your um, pick? Buckeyes, Crimson Tide, in the championship. Who are you taking and why? Um, you can't really bet against Alabama. They're all around just ridiculous. Agreed. Like they always are. And uh, <laughs> Devontae is Devon, I just like you know. You already know. Like I feel like everyone in the country is all watching number yeah. six. So, Babyface I mean, like killer. Throw to six. Skinny. Six is open. <laughs> Slim Reaper. Hey, shoot. He's down there somewhere. <laughs> but, <laughs> Mitch, appreciate you coming on, my man. Hopefully, I know I'll have you on in the future. But um, uh, best of luck with you as you head back to uh, Siena and have a good one, man. See you, big Thank dog. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, see you, Mitch. Great conversation with Mitch. Mitch actually went to Oxford till like, first or second grade. So, he did. I remember playing kickball with him. Do you have kickball? Recess, little yeah. elementary school, and backyard, then, roughhousing? Yeah, rough you housing? know, and then uh, eventually, you know, it was Fortnite. Roadhouse. It was Fortnite. We would play Fortnite, and Kobe would get so upset anytime yeah. anything would happen with Mitch. So, um, yeah, shout out to Mitch. Shout out Mitch in our, our Fortnite days. We picked up we maybe picked up a lot of dubs. I don't know about a lot. I think that might be an no, exaggeration. We did. You think so? Yeah, I, f- I feel like we did. Must have different recollections. Yeah, it was like Fortnite me, days. It was like yeah. me, you, Those Mitch. Different old days. Dude, people are still on that grind. Like, that is very much still. It was so. like me, you, Mitch. My brother would play that for five hours in a row. Really? Oh, I could oh, play yeah. it. Not I, for five hours. Still? Still can't play that? I'm not, on anymore. I'm not hey, on I, anymore. I balled out today on Star Wars Battlefront. I didn't, t- I didn't I gotta get, I'm going to get back on that with you. I will. Okay. I will. I'll get back on there for you. Cold but, War. Um, yeah, gross. Let's talk some college football, shall we? We ready? Yeah. Throw to six. Buckeyes and Crimson Side for the championship. Mitch said Alabama all the way, right? And I would, you know, that's probably our consensus as well. But Hunter said that we were going to turn the Clemson-Ohio uh, State game off by halftime. Yeah, I did not forget that. So uh, that was quite a bold day from you. <laughs> did turn <laughs> off at halftime. <laughs> but you were talking about the reverse. I was. I'm, Man. And, like, I'm. everybody was roasting Dabo that he was saying the 11th-ranked team. 
Man, if I would have ranked it, I would have ranked Ohio State 11 too. I wouldn't know if I would have said 11th, but I don't know. Okay, I wouldn't have said 11th. Yeah, behind Coastal Carolina. Yeah, that was... that was I mean, bad. Shit. I would have put them at like eight, though. Agreed. I'd I put, put them. O- I would have top ten, but Oklahoma. In front of them. Oh, yeah, they look dominant against. Oh, where'd you? Where'd you? But. Did you go somewhere? Yeah, somewhere. Oh, oh. oh. Either way, um, let's talk about that game. Justin Fields showed up, like for the first time we've seen so in a while. Trevor. Let's not. Trevor didn't show up that. too, but Justin Fields is the story on the night because yeah. unlike Trevor, Justin doesn't do this every week. Yeah. you know what I mean, and or that's. Did. Unfortunately, that is the storyline, and that's true. He did win, so that helps his uh, his stock as well. But he helps Ohio State pull off the upset in a game that obviously we did not see turning out in this way. Finishes with 385 yards and six touchdowns on only 28 attempts. Only quarterbacks to beat Trevor Lawrence. Two Ohio State quarterbacks. He's not. You can't say he's an Ohio State quarterback. He was Georgia, right? No, or um, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Oh, you mean okay? That's like saying. Well, was wasn't Fields at Georgia though before? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. was. Yeah, I yeah. thought so. He went to Georgia for I a thought year. that's what you were getting Big at by you say you can't say. Yeah, yeah. Then he ended um, up going to Ohio State. You mean Joe Burrow, the Ohio State quarterback? That's like being like. <laughs> that's being like, wow. Cliff Kingsbury's coached two amazing, like two of the greatest qu- quarterbacks in the league that both went to. Look at those Red Raiders, Baker and Mahomes. Like Baker oh, didn't go to them. Mahomes, or Baker didn't go to. Uh, like he went to Texas Tech, but you can't be like he's a Red Raider. Oh, that's a good point. No, he's a Sooner. That's a good point. Joe's um, a tiger. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, like, still. I know, but, like, come on. Still, it was, it was funny on. to see on Twitter. Kyler Murray's it not was. in Texas A&M, Aggie. He's a yeah. Sooner. Okay, true. That's a good true. point, too. Like, Jaylen, where they made Jaylen, it. Jalen, though, I feel like Jalen, you could be, like. Jalen could go either way. Because he, he did good at both. Dude, he was not dominant says, at both. Says the Sooner. Yeah, says yeah, the Sooner yeah. fan. That Whoa, is super biased. Just, I hope. What? I still think he of him as an Alabama I was a huge Ohio State fan. What if I was a huge Ohio State fan and I was like, he lo- Joe You probably Burrow. wouldn't be on the podcast. He got beat out by... <laughs> who? Me? No, I said if he was a huge Ohio State uh, fan, he probably wouldn't be here. I was got like, beat by Dwayne Haskins, I think. <laughs> yeah, talk about a... Talk about a bust. I'm a bust. You know what? I should have brought it up earlier. Why I would not take Justin Fields. Terrell Pryor, bust. Uh, Carl... Or, Cardell Jones, bus, JT Barrett, nothing. Hey, DC defenders, show them some love. Yeah, come on, XFL, Braxton, oh, man, XFL, XFL back in 2023. My DC defenders are going all the way. Let's Braxton, go. Braxton Miller did nothing. Oh, he was Dwayne Haskins. insane in college. Nothing. Yeah. Braxton Miller was wild. I don't that know spin move is. against Virginia Tech. That was the coolest move. That was time. insane. I do love Braxton. B button, but um, he let's, 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 get, for a couple let's years. get back to still uh, Justin Fields, Clemson's defense. I wouldn't draft him. Okay, that's my opinion. Would you not the Lions? Okay, no. Okay. Oh, okay, here here you go. Would you take Justin Fields? I'll take or Mac Jones in the second round. Not, oh, okay, I would take Jones over that too, but I was actually going to say uh, Miller from BYU. Or not, Wilson. What's his name? God, Wilson. No, he's Wilson. Terrible. Why I say Miller? Yeah. Wilson. I, that's what people, people are saying, saying, dude. He is the I, second I do not understand. He's the next Paxton Lynch. That guy who had one year at I a just, I agree. Power Five school. Mitch Trubisky. Had he was one power, year. He was a Power Five school. But still, he had one year. True. But Where was Trubisky at? North Carolina. Oh yeah, I remember that. Okay, um, but <laughs> um, but let's talk about Clemson's defense. They were the culprit Screwed for over. me. Why is that? It's not a targeting call. Oh, you're talking about losing the, your captain like that. That it's sucks. Be a His last that game sucks. He got ejected in the. I was gonna say last for me, like, I want to feel bad for him, but also he tweeted out after the game. He was like, "Have your opinion on it, whatever." I need to get my head up and know the rules. Basically, good for him. Good but, for him that, to acknowledge that. But I agree with him. 
you've done it before. This is not your first offense. You're a two-time offender. Like I, two-time I hate, defender. I, I I disagree with the call. I'm with you. Okay. I don't think it was a great I call. You were say it was. No, no, no. But at the same time, know the rules, and you cannot risk that by putting yourself in that situation because you're such a critical part of that defense and that like, team. I feel like he even pulled up. I feel like he could have killed him. Like hit him harder. He hit him pretty hard, dude. I, I know, know but he. Pulled up, I feel like, a little bit. I'm like sure he probably did, but I mean, he nailed him. As much as you like to say, it was more like he could have caused himself more damage than just That's what exactly. I thought. Okay. I was like, is this guy like, going to get up? Like, that's what that's I thought. He got the, up fine. He was like, yeah, that's why the rules are implemented. Line back up. Yeah. Back I up. wear neck roll. Neck roll. He did. I need to get um, her. I, you know what? I, I, I even said this. We're watching the game with my mom, right? Word. My mom's like, wow. Watch Fields. Northwood score. mom. Watch, Shout out, Carol. Yeah. Uh, watch field score in like a play or two, and they'll make such a big deal out of it. Every Instagram post, Justin Fields is tough. Wow, he's amazing. <laughs> oh my god, you're spot Justin on. Justin Fields is the greatest guy ever with the cracked rib, bro. No, because they've had those relax. posts. They've had those posts in the drafts for so long, and now they're just like yeah, out because like he was horrible. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he could, inconsistent. Could, I wouldn't say horrible. I would say no, inconsistent. Not, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay, but this year he should have been a lot better. He should have, bro. Coming off that last year, come yeah. on. But Clemson's defense, I do want to say, it was their secondary for me that was really disappointing, and it was the one-on-one matchups. We talked about, like, Ohio State. It was Ohio State versus Northwestern, then they, like, ran the ball for 300 yards because they were better athletes. Clemson Mm. usually has the best athletes in the country, or some of the. Ohio State is up there, too, but... You cannot get beat one-on-one that many times. We saw six touchdowns from Fields, and that's because he was not afraid to take shots deep down the field. No. A ton of shots down the field. Clemson. And that was bad. Clemson in the first half, I don't know if you guys saw, their other captain who was out because he got a targeting 24. call. 27. 27 24. or 24. One of the other. Anyway. Yeah. He was out the first half. They're so, white safety. Yes. And I'm like, oh, he's going to. From previous, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. He I remember was out from the that. ACC championship. Yep. I'm like, all right, he's going to come. He's going to clean it up. Right, and, and nope, then he got stiff armed. I'm yep. pretty sure by Trey Sermon. I was and like, oh, that means speaking nothing. of which, Trey Sermon, dog, dog. He's an Oklahoma Superator, by the way. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah, there it is. I was there waiting it is. for it. But dude, you think you think they score 49 points, and that's like I don't understand. Like they only scored 22 against Northwestern in the Big Ten Championship. Northwestern was legit, man. Remember when Auburn? Do you remember you guys weren't here, but you were here. You were like off the side. But Dan Van Opstel, that Michigan State offensive lineman, we asked Dan who he was most impressed by during the season. His answer was not Ohio State; it was Northwestern. I thought that was very interesting. I don't know if it was just out of spite. I know, but I'm just saying. Spite. I'm just saying because they beat him. That was his answer. He said he was most impressed by Northwestern during the year. So I I don't know. I thought that was very interesting. Northwestern had a legit squad. Go ahead. I mean, what were you saying? Us as fans, we can always look at them and be like that, but that dude played against them. True. That's so what. That's why I thought it was super important. That's what I'm saying. That's what crazy. I was going to say about Trey Sermon is, do you think he, he's he's leaving Ohio State to enter the draft yeah. most likely? Do you see another running back drafted before him? Yeah. Other than Najee, I'll say uh, Najee. Etn. Etn could ETN. be up there. Uh, do you see Sermon? Do you see Sermon as a? <laughs> First, second round? He no, won't be a first round. Just because the first. thing I want to say. He'd be a second round tops. Yeah. Because he's only going off these last three games. Even Alaire. Like, even Alaire was picked number 32. At the very end of the first round, the Chiefs got him. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's the one thing about running backs. I feel like running backs, because their tenure in the league at, is usually not very long. At, and it's yeah, like, you know. Look at Mike Davis. Like, we mm-hmm. just talked about that. He came in, stepped up. He was a nobody. And he was like, all right, I can make some plays. And their game is also very dependent on the guys who are blocking in front of them. So think about that as well. And the, what type of play style um, that offense is. What's his name? Pollard. Came in for Zeke that Tony one game Pollard. and balled out 
Like, that's the thing where you could get a running back. Pollard. Kareem Hunt, fourth rounder. Aaron Jones, sixth rounder. Yeah, these guys are not usually, not usually. Then you get guys like uh, Gurley and, like, some other guys who are. Zeke, Saquon. Zeke, Saquon. Once in general. Exactly. Talented. Yeah, Yeah. very talented individuals who Um, perform at all levels. Derrick Henry, of course, best player in the league. He was a second rounder. He was? Yeah. Unreal. um, What was I going to say? I think ETN will be the first running back drafted, though. I think take. he brings. More I think he's the most multi-dimensional yeah. back out of the three of them. He's like a CMC. He reminds me of Alvin Kamara. Actually, I would agree with that. Play. I would agree and with that. They both wear the like or the arm tape. KT the yeah, KT yeah, tape. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they I got the threads kind of sticking out. I, I feel like he looks identical. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's influencing the uh, you know. The no, but they play now. the same way too. Okay, but let's talk about the uh, the Rose Bowl, the game that went as expected for us. Uh, Thirty-one to fourteen win for Alabama, whose offense looked dominant. More specifically, the babyface killer, Devontae Smith, goes for 130 yards, three touchdowns on seven catches. Dude, he was on a different playing field as those other guys, like gliding past them on the field. Yeah, It did not look like those are the guys that are naturally gifted when they run like that, and you're like, they're not moving that fast, are they? And then you're like, they just blew by a whole Mm -hmm. secondary. I think it was your, I think you sent us a tweet. It was like Tua's it factor. Yeah. And it was Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy. Smith. That's exactly Waddle. what I was going to get. That into. wide receiver class, which I believe Waddle's coming back for the championship game. Yeah, they said he's cleared. So first, so first, so three first round. Talk about four first round. Four. Waddle will be a four. first round pick. Yeah. yeah, Waddle was better than Smith when he was playing, mm-hmm. and then he got hurt, and Smith took off. It was yeah. just like, hey, this is my opportunity. Well, because yeah, yeah now he, like he jumped on it because now he's the guy, and but so he, he said, stepped up big time, which says a what? lot. A recruiting class, unreal. Two. Uh, no, my bad. Hold on. Tua wasn't actually that good of a. Pick up whatever, uh, Najee Harris National and those four receivers. I actually, I mean, we can talk about this all day. I don't like Tua. Neither do I. All right. Anyway, continuing with your 2017. Um, but um, that image of him sitting. Sorry, that image of him sitting on the field in that Dolphins uniform oh, in the same spot where crazy. he got hurt. I was like, Yeah, it's crazy. They didn't touching, make the playoffs. Yeah, very touching. Damn, grow up. You know, it was also Damn, a great boys. story when Tim, Tim Tebow uh, beat the Steelers, and the you know nobody thought he was going to. <laughs> What, didn't get why, you, shot why are you telling that to me like because I'm a good, hater? Because good stories don't mean anything in the NFL. That's you either point. produce or you don't. That's a good Tebow point. Is the best sto- Tebow is a top five story of all time almost. If you think about like stories. I run through a wall. <laughs> You'll yeah. never see a player work as hard as I can for the rest of the season. God bless. That was awesome. Anyway, <laughs> awesome. But back to back awesome. to Tua. I really read his book. Um, good read. I, think those, I have actually. Sorry. Yeah, I've seen some. I've read parts of that too. It's a good read. Um, read the whole thing. The receivers. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. But crazy. But Najee Harris. Najee Harris, Mac Jones did not exactly have off days. You're gonna going off my little no, Yeah, I sorry. Was, I, w- I was actually gonna go with it just because Yeah. Anyways, Najee Harris, fifteen carries, hundred and twenty five yards and uh four touchdowns, three hundred yards for Jones. Twenty five for thirty. This is what that's the Alabama difference. They take care of the ball. You don't see them even you know, Saban was upset that Notre Dame scored fourteen points. They almost let them hang around in a sense. They should have put their foot down and stomped them. Yeah, the headset wasn't working. Man. I can't hear you, man. I got, I got, a, I got a I coach can't a program. Hear you. I got a coach a program. So you're gonna get the mic. He's so funny. You're gonna you get, get the mic working. Get the mic working. Gonna get the mic working. I got I'm, a football. I'm upset. Okay. I got a football team to coach here. I I don't know what to say. But he's so good at this. He's awesome. He's such that a personality. That would be a great person to have on this, dude. That'd be yeah. That'd be the Boy, last person that Orgeron would be number one. No. Before. Same. He's talking Joey Molinaro. Yeah, he's talking about Joey. Oh, Joey. Dude, yeah. that'd be fantastic. Are He'd you kidding? Great. He wants to get on Colin Coward's show. We could yeah. be like his step up. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. That would but, be great. Um, before we get off Mac Jones. Yeah. 
is there – I mean, I do like Mac Jones. I think he's a prototypical dropback passer. He's a very NFL-style quarterback, yeah. similar to but, Joe Burrow, I think. But is he being carried by those same receivers? That That's a great – that, that is the number one question, I think, that every NFL franchise is looking at when they're they look like, at Mac Jones. When you have all this talent around you – You can't fail. And I – yeah, exactly. But I would go back to that 25 for 30. It takes a good quarterback to it put does. balls in the right places to only have five incompletions and no interceptions on the night. It I does. I don't care what kind of receivers you have, but I'm going to agree with you, and that's the reason why the he's at the same level. balls. Yeah. Because those receivers are wide. And then we didn't usually see that from Fields. That's why it was so shocking for me that we saw that in so uh, the Clemson game. Yes. So he took so many shots downfield. So and that's I expect why him to do the same thing against Alabama. But Why the thing wouldn't is, they? I don't think I think Alabama has Patrick so Sertan, much better athletes. The corner number eight, he's awesome. Yeah, that's why I want the Browns. Well, I want to save. I want to save most defense. of our preview for uh, Thursday's episode, yeah. so we kind of like preview the rest of the matchups. So, Hunter, sorry. Oops. Um, I'll give my pick right now. Then can I give my pick? You yeah. can go ahead. Pick and why? Bama by big. By yeah. a lot. Turn off by halftime. You better not say turn off by halftime. No, you won't turn it back. It's a national championship. Everybody's know, gonna be watching it. But three Heisman. Contenders, they're going to run the ball. I think this. Two is, candidates. I think this is a game that Devontae Smith. I'm going to see like three catches, maybe. I think they're going to run the ball down Ohio State's throats. Wow, I wouldn't say three catches. I put him at like five. Yeah. Okay, but he only had seven though against. Uh, and like three TDs. They kind of yeah, they yeah. kind of pulled the brakes up a little. Oh, 100. But I think they're um, going to be so focused because Devontae Smith is going to win the Heisman tonight or t- yesterday when you guys are listening yeah, to as this. they're watching or listening. Yep. And then they're just gonna so be so focused on him. Ryan Day's gonna be so focused on him. Be like, stop, stop, stop. Najee's just gonna have a game. I think. Uh, how much does Jalen Waddle contribute? Oh, I forgot. He's yeah. Bad. I think he has a bigger game than Smith. Interesting. We will see uh, as we preview that game on Thursday's episode. So make so sure Bama, you come back. So or it'll really be a Friday. We'll record it's it on Hunter's Thursday. last episode. It's also Steve Sarkeesian's last game coaching Alabama. Boom. There you go. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. That's the segue that we yeah, needed. Steve Sarkeesian named the new head coach of the University of Texas. And when <laughs> we had my dad on the show, he wanted him for the Lions. Uh-huh. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a great football mind, but... Wait, you didn't listen? I did not. I, I'm going to be honest. I was on vacation. I did not Hey, listen. we'll cut him some slack. We'll cut him some slack. But um, the former Alabama offensive coordinator gets the job only five hours after the Longhorns fired Tom Herman, who went 32-18 and 18 in his time with Texas, and 7-3 and three this year, finishing with a win over a solid Colorado team in the uh, Alamo Bowl, which I will say, uh, can we call him a friend of the show at this point, Mel Tucker? Yeah. Friend of the show, Mel Tucker, after that retweet uh, on Twitter. Big listener. Long, hey, I long think distance he, friend. Long distance friend of the show. COVID friend of the show, but... I, I think he friend, deserves maybe acquaintance acquaintance of the, of the show. show. I think he deserves a lot of credit for that Colorado team success this year. For sure, hundred You know what? And they were a solid squad. And pack, that, are they Pac twelve? Yes. Okay. Yes. And after that retweet, I'm fully on the Mel Tucker bandwagon. Like, I'm let's go. On. Let's go. Yeah. Like, you know, well, let's I'll go. jump on that bandwagon. I'm with it too. Like, I'm with it too. Anyway, but let's back, back to, to Sarkeesian. Back to Tucker's Texas. bringing us back, baby. Sarkeesian. He turned down the chance to interview for the Auburn job just last month and declined a chance at the Colorado head coach position last year. Well, okay. I Very think, interesting. Um, now, both of those are much more... Yeah. Okay. Here's the difference. You're facing Nick Auburn? Saban every year. Oh, uh, that's a good gonna point. You're not going to beat him. And we've seen Nick Saban versus his prodigies, or like yeah. when they play him in the future. Gosh. Never not, works. Not very Nick's good. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I'm glad you brought up Auburn. I'm glad you brought up Texas, because Michigan, listen up. Texas oh, beats okay. Oklahoma. Texas has beaten Oklahoma <laughs> multiple times since Herman's been there. <laughs> Uh. (laughs) Texas has beaten Oklahoma since Herman's been there. Gus Malzahn beat Alabama since he's been there. Harbaugh hasn't beaten Ohio State, but it's okay, Jim. You can... 
That's a great point. That's actually, a, I think that's a pretty that's good comparison too. So, that's actually a really good comparison. That's why as I was so like, snored off. I stole that bit from Jimmy as well. Yeah, <laughs> dude. He, oh, really? he would just start snoring when he thought something was not interesting. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. Let's not make that a um, recurring thing. No, but, but yeah, I just don't get how you. And it's not like they were horrible. No, not at all. Like I agree. Same with Auburn. Auburn so thirty-two is, and eighteen. Dude. Auburn blows blows me out of the water just for the fact that he's took him to national championships, won yes. SEC championships. I mean, I get it. Texas hasn't won a Big Twelve championship, but they were there against the Kyler. Records, dude. It's just the record, and like now uh, it'll be interesting because Texas has unrealistic. Obviously, you know he'll stick with Alabama. Sarkeesian will stick with Alabama through the national championship game, but he uh, this takes his name out of the NFL openings, like I said. Um, but I also saw. Quarterback Sam Ellinger for the Longhorns will not be sticking around to wait for our Sarkeesian. So that might be a little bit of he's why. foregoing the extra year of eligibility to enter the 2021 draft, which there's a lot of quarterback talent in this draft. Is that really the best idea for him? I don't – I'm just saying. Dak Prescott, Tom Brady. Yeah, you, can, you can hear the six-round pick Sam all Ellinger's, day. Dak was a dude at I'm Michigan just saying, State. I'm just Tom saying, Brady yeah. was good at Michigan. Like I just – for me, there's a lot of talent in the quarterback in the quarterback room in this draft. Honestly – as much as he played terrible, trust me, I was there. Horrible, like he played terrible. I think Kyle Trask could honestly, if he fits, if he gets the right system, dude, could be a dude. Kyle Trask, a million. You know, Trask, Jones, Fields, Lance. Lawrence, Lance from NDSU. Even I'd put not ahead so of this sure guy. I would 100. percent He's a gamer. No, I thought you said I'm uh, drafting him. I'm not so sure about drafting him. He's definitely Never better. Trust, than don't trust those NDSU guys. Look at Carson Wentz now. Yeah. <laughs> Did have an M- MVP season. I was going to say, he's had a couple good years of football there, Hunter. Like, I would, yeah. uh, if, if Trey Lance goes on to win MVP, I think, you know, his career would be okay. But. Heard it here first, do one rejects. Yeah, honestly, uh, I just think back to the Texas thing. Yeah. You're not Oklahoma. Honestly, if Matt Campbell stays at Iowa State, you're they are not, not Oklahoma. Iowa State. They're not Iowa State either. Like, they are Texas. They are Texas. No, like they're not in that level. Oh, I see. Yeah, horns down, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I think that about, that about wraps it up for our uh, our college football talk. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into what team or player caught our eye this week from this weekend's set of games. Mr. Uh, boom Arm over there, would you like to lead us off? No, I want I, him, I, let's go. Have him oh, you want to go to last? Because yeah. he's been saving this. He has actually not told us who he selected for this week. Yeah, it's actually not in the rundown, so it's a surprise. I think that's more of just a, you didn't really want to type up. You know what you wanted to say, but and it's hey, also like I know what I'm going to say, so that's fair. Yeah. This Co- is this is Co- a guy. I'll start us off. I, I had to write this down. This is a guy. This is a guy that I personally did not know much about before seeing him play, and that is Devin A. Chain. I'm hopefully pronouncing his name right. I looked it up, tried to figure it out, but A. Chain, the true freshman running back for Texas A&M, that came in during the second half of the Orange Bowl after their starter Isaiah Spiller, who is a great back. See C.J. Spiller's brother. Or, uh, I, I he might. Just, I mean, maybe not too many people with the last name Spiller. I was but just gonna say. Yeah, either way. But Isaiah Spiller, who's a great back in his own right, he went down and then A Chain balled out against UNC. 140 yards, two touchdowns, one of which was a 76 yarder to that give the Aggies crazy. the lead. True. That was crazy, dude. He only had 12 carries, meaning he averaged like almost 12 yards per carry, and he earned the Orange Bowl MVP as a again true freshman running back, Watch impact player. How old in is- a big time game? That's my guy. I wonder sure. how old Spiller is because they could go with a two-back system or he could be the guy from the future. So, yeah, I think Spiller is actually like a redshirt sophomore. I know he's on the younger side. So, it's going to be Chubb Hunt. 
And I know um and Chubb Hunt, and yeah. and M coach Chubb. Chubb. Who's and M coach Spiller and oh uh, Jimbo Fisher. Fisher. Jimbo Fisher. So Jimbo Fisher was he approached. Got some wheels. He was approached sure. about this because they were the oh, media. Yeah, I saw him running like that. <laughs> what? He got some wheels. He was running from the Gatorade. He was sprinting. <laughs> they were literally about to dump. Yes, it I did zoom. see that. Yeah, I want to right see in the middle of the field. Him and Kirby Smart. They were see, running. Did you see how exhausted he was afterwards? Yeah, the dude was like gosh. panting. He yeah, put his mask back on. But the media approached Jimbo Fisher because they talked about that, like that running back duo and how he's he's like. We love it pretty much. He's yeah. like, there's no problem. But that's the answer you're supposed to say. But, like, you know, he loves it. He loves the competition. He's like, we're going to utilize them both very well in the coming seasons. So look out for Devin A. Chain and Isaiah Spiller. But Devin A. Chain, the true freshman running back for me. Drew? Go down a little bit. So oh, yeah, just go down um, a little bit. There we go. All right. So my guy has been a guy who's been producing, but I feel like people, like, don't talk about him enough. Brandon Cooks. No, we're about to talk about yeah, him. Yeah. He had a thousand-yard thousand receiving year okay. for the Texans, right? Yep. And he's been traded three of the last four years. Yep. Uh, I hate that, Lex. Please stop. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm messing with All right. Um, uh, he has been traded a lot. Yeah, keep going. Three out of the last four years? <laughs> he was on the Saints. We're taking all of his mojo. 1,000 yards. The, then he went to the went Patriots. To the Patriots. 1,000 yards. yards. Then the Rams. Went to the Rams. Rams. Yeah. 1,000 yards. Did he actually? Then, How much did he then have last year? Then last year he was hurt, so he only had 500 yards. Oh. Got, gets traded again. And has a 1,000-yard season for the Texans. He's the first receiver in NFL history, I'm pretty sure, because he was the first in NFL history to have it on three different teams, 1,000 yards. Um, so he's got to be the four. first. Yeah, fourth. he's got to be first for four. And so I did not know that. Well, Will Fuller going out, too, definitely opened eyes. And plus, yeah. like, everyone was like, how are you going to That was play? a steroid or something, right? Yeah. What was it? Steroid was a substance? PDs. Well, dude, didn't he blame it? Not to get away from this, but didn't he blame it on his doctor, too? Like, the doctor told me yes. that, uh, you yes. know, it had everything in there. The little, the little Joe Bashi, you know? like Yeah, um, Joe Bashi. Gosh. <laughs> Flash from the past. Anyway, uh, everyone was like, how are you going to replace D-Hop? Like, D-Hop's this great receiver. You know when he is. But I feel like Brandon Cooks is definitely like they've missed. They were balling out. Like, they yeah, but they were. He was balling out. Four Deshaun and Watson had his four and eleven, four and twelve. That was the defense. <laughs> that was the defense. Deshaun Watson. I know uh, this from him being my fantasy quarterback. He had a balled out year, and Brandon Cooks has got to be a reason for it. Good think pick. About, I think it's a solid pick. Brandon Cooks, solid pick. Will Fuller, and a all guy that we wouldn't talk about usually. That's no. what this that's what this segment is for. Hunter. This better. This ought to be good. Nice yeah, cracks it, there. Nice cracks. This ought to be good. What must you say? May I say more? That's what it says in the rundown. It says, it says must, must I, I say. say. There we go. Must I say. Must I say. Yep, must that's I what say. it says there, bub. You guys should know who this is. I, I don't. My guy, if I had to vote for MVP, oh God. my guy would be Derrick Henry. This is a Tuesday eye catcher. Guess what? He's caught my eye ever since two years ago when he actually became the starting back. With because he had Dejounte Murray, Dejounte Demarco, Demarco, Dejounte Murray, Dejounte basketball. Oh yeah, go Spurs. Anyway, anyway, when Demarco Murray, they were like a two-headed back, and then it was yeah. Deion Lewis and him two-headed back, and the past they seasons, signed Deion Lewis to be the guy. Yeah, because they were they were like, oh, we don't know Patriots about Derrick Henry. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, this guy has caught my eye for the past two years. He is. The face of the NFL running back, as long as you can say, I would Agreed. love to see Agreed. you look me in the eye right now and tell me CMC is a better back than him. Because he's not, because you're wrong. He is the first 200-yard uh, rusher since Adrian Peterson. 2,000-yard rusher since Adrian Peterson. A lot Peterson. of 200-yard rushers there. Second Tennessee back to do it with Chris Johnson when he oh, did it in good 2000. Point. 
Nine or seven, seven or nine. Anyway. Drafted by the Cardinals? Was that Chris? No. no drafted by the Titans. Went to the Cardinals. Went to the Cardinals, oh, the Cardinals, Cardinals afterwards. Year. My bad. Yeah. Anyway, my MVP vote, best best back, I would say one of the best football players in our league, top five player in this league. Agreed. He's my eye catcher. Derek Henry. Had, and now, I will say. Oh, and you know what you know what I want to say about like MVPs and like why he deserves it? Go ahead. You take Derrick Henry off that team. You, okay, the top two Same are Aaron, argument for Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, You take Aaron Rodgers off that team, they're trash. Mm-hmm. You take Darren Henry off the Titans. Mahomes, though? They're trash. That's the thing. The argument isn't as solid for Mahomes. I think no. Jordan Love would uh, lead the Packers to a 13-3 record. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, so yeah, mad. Derrick Henry, my I will last say, and final eye catcher. For this eye catcher thing, boy. usually I would say that's not a great pick because we talk about guys we don't usually talk about, but I think it's fitting. The last episode, you want to leave on a high note, talk about your guy, Derek Henry. So it's a I good pick. My, I love my king. That's a good pick. And you got your I, free I, hands now because the boom. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. There it is. I don't there know. It like, is. I think that's a good pick. I love it. Drew, I, shake my I know. I, I Shake his hand. I respect. I, I do. I think and it's 1A, 1B. Because I, Do I, not. No, 1 and 2. He is a 2,000. Christian McCaffrey will never rush for over, I would say, And Derek Henry will never re- receive for 1,000 yeah. yards in All purpose year. yards, though. That's that. He had 2,000 yards last year, too. Hey, and I will say, some of that is coming off recency bias and not seeing CMC play Come each on. and every week. Some of that. I'm, I just, saying. I'm just saying. I do, watch, bias, I do watch the Titans every week. Exactly. I watch them every week. And you see them every week, and like when you don't you get to see CMC compared to that, I've you know what I mean? I've every game, except yeah. one, because we have football practice. You know what I mean, though? Damn. Like That's part of it is the recency bias. So mad. I agree, though. I don't think they're very different backs, but in his own right, Derrick Henry is the face of that position no, at I, the NFL level. I, I I would put Derrick Henry above him until McCaffrey comes back. That's what I would do, actually. So while he's hurt, at least. I'll, but, have I'll take the small W. But when I'll McCaffrey comes back, w. when McCaffrey comes back and he's dropping 62 points like uh, Steph Curry did, and I told you it's the same treatment. That was unreal, by the way. Um, then we'll be like, oh, is Christian McCaffrey back? Is he the best running back in the league? So CMC's got to get braids to get six hundred, like a bunch of yards. Is uh, that what you're saying? McC- Christian McCaffrey, fine. I mean, have you seen the girl? He fine? No. So first of all, you're calling Justin I Herbert attractive. <laughs> oh, we got some sus <laughs> up in here by Drew. <laughs> I said he's Jeez. fine. Hey, but 2020, 2021, you can do what you want, man. Yeah. I His girlfriend's it. fine with as the vest. Shit, you know what I mean? With oh, the vest. yeah. I'm going to cuss because I'm getting pissed. <laughs> That's about all we've got for today, fellas. That's about it, Hunter. Let's give you, uh, you want a little proper send off here. It's going to be, uh, we're going to miss you here in person. Um, yeah, go ahead. Hit it. Hit it. Hunter. It's the been people, real, brother. The people's champion. You know what? This is just, this is just a, See you later. Yeah. Oh, it's just not a farewell. It's not a farewell. I'm it's an insider a, on this show. He is an insider. Look I in the bio. Look in the bio. He's an insider. I'm an insider. Who's I'll be the back. wannabe? The wannabe, that'd be Carson Duck. She's the wannabe. But <laughs> she does not. The bio says wannabe. Too. She yeah. does not. We have host, is there a boo button? insider, and no, but hit the purple one. <laughs> <laughs> host, insider, and analyst? Analyst. There we go. That's what I said. We should when we go back. We should definitely do something like we'll call in for picks or something. Oh, but football's about to be over. I know It'll be, it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird. Hey, hang on, hang on. Crazy we'll, season. We will get our picks on Thursday. Brown Steelers. Who you got? Hey, no. We, hey, we'll we'll get we'll oh, incorporate them uh, for picks. We'll okay. incorporate them for picks. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not I gonna can do get a right phone now. call. Yeah. I can get a phone call. Uh, you were supposed to, and I told you. I said I can't go on, but you can call me. What? No, no. That was no. You bailed on a call last week. No, I said you had I, to go to a carnival. That was Tuesday. Oh, Carnival? That was Tuesday. That was Tuesday. Thursday, you never 
Did anything? I don't know. We weren't going to set something up for Thursday, though. Well, that okay, was going to yeah. be. We'll figure it out. We'll figure, figure it out. It out. But it's been a wild ride. Anyways, it has been. Hunter, we'll see you. We'll, we'll, we'll see, you, see you, but we'll hear you. We'll, we'll you hear soon. you. It'll be in our uh, hearts and our ears. I just want to say, sorry we kick your guys' asses next year. Okay. <laughs> Division One Rejects, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Wait, hang on. Before Hunter leaves, <laughs> are you guys going to actually beat them this year or no? It's a great question. It's a great question. Hey, two big, I know the answer. Two big O-linemen commits to uh, Northern in the last two days. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The People's Champ is here, everybody. Division One Rejects, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Or week, really.